Hey everyone, today I'm featuring a conversation between Cal Newport and Jordan Harbinger, both of whom are top podcasters talking about the economics of podcasting. So there are very few people who are as qualified to talk about it because they actually have numbers and they make their living, partially at least, on podcasting. There's two angles I'm interested in here. The first is, of course, just how people make money and what kind of money people make from podcasting. And second of all, I've been very interested in YouTube podcasts versus audio podcasts. And Jordan goes a little bit brutally into why YouTube is just not that popular for podcasting. I still like it, though. I think a little economics for my listeners will be useful to try to understand mm-hmm. actual money amounts so that they can understand right now where the industry is before we go to where it could go in the future. So am I, if I'm correct, and I hope so, because I'm doing some of this. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, our, so our core number here to think about is for uh, ads, a CPM. So cost per mill, meaning thousand, um, which is how many, how many dollars per thousand people that are going to hear an ad, right? So is this, I think this is, this is the core number, right? When trying to understand how to Putting aside other types of revenue, but just for passive advertising, yeah. this is the core number. Okay, it, it is. Although I will nitpick one thing. You mentioned it's the cost per mill, cost per thousand people who will hear an ad. It's With podcasting, right? it's actually download or yeah. even stream. It doesn't mean listen. And there's a difference here for people who aren't super familiar with this. You probably have podcasts on your phone that you've downloaded, but you've never listened to. If you've got the Jordan Harbinger show queued up on your phone and there's an episode that you didn't think was interesting, but you still downloaded it and you plan to delete it later, I still got paid for every ad that is in there, you know, that fraction of a cent or whatever it is from you. So thank you for that. Um, but that's important, an important distinction because if you're a YouTuber, you don't get paid for somebody thinking about playing your video, right? You only get paid if somebody hits play. They don't necessarily have to see the ad either. They can quit halfway through and it counts as a play. But usually there's some sort of dynamic insertion that only inserts when you're playing, yada, yada. But what this means is, uh, it's important for the CPM because what it means is the CPM for a podcast ad that is actually listened to is something like 9x or 10x the actual amount that you're getting paid per thousand downloads. So if if I'm looking at, it, it, there's some new technology that does this and they say, okay, we're only going to pay you for the amount of people we think heard the ad. And, but your CPM is 250 bucks. Yeah. Whereas if I sell an ad wholesale and I, and you pay for downloaded or streamed or listened to, my CPM is like 25 bucks. So- okay. It makes the pricing different, but it also sh- it, it sheds light on how valuable a viewer of a YouTube video is versus a listener of a podcast. Because if you're a viewer of a YouTube video and you're getting three bucks CPM and I'm getting, let's say, 250, let's say you're getting $2.50 for a view of a video just to keep the math straight. I My listeners are worth a hundred times more than your viewers, which means that a thousand people listening to a podcast is worth like a hundred thousand people watching a YouTube video. Now that is not actually true. But that's how the math works out. Yeah, and what's, and what's interesting about it is, and this might have to do with the ad form, because if you have a full YouTube version of your podcast, a lot of ad agencies are going to um, count those views of the YouTube like a, a download. So, so in other words, there's something about the, the host delivering the ad, I guess, that where the value is. So if if you listen to it, you're watching the host and the host is delivering an ad on a YouTube video. 
And that's much more valuable, I suppose, than a banner pops up. Totally. Or it cuts, it cuts to one of those skip, skip and five, uh, skips right, and five. Like a Lexus ads. ad yeah. in the middle of your favorite podcast. Exactly. Those are worth way less. And, and you're right. The host read is where the value is. Now, again, slight nitpick just for the sake of being accurate here. Um, if you have a, a YouTube based podcast where most of your views are YouTube, you will it. generally get a lower CPM than somebody who's mostly get audio. Like if you look at my yes. YouTube channel for the Jordan Harbinger show, I've got like, I don't know, freaking 37,000 subscribers. Like no one is subscribed to my YouTube channel and no one's watched. Very few people are watching that stuff. But my, my audio only impressions are obviously far higher. And those ads are worth thousands of dollars each. Whereas I know a lot of people that have the inverse proportion where their audio downloads are sort of few but their YouTube impressions are very high. Like 400,000 people are playing each video. They're making far less money than somebody who has a podcast, an audio podcast show that's half the size. Yeah, fair enough. So, so and, and I've seen that before. Yeah, if you, if you have a big audio podcast, it's almost like the, the, the advertisers or the intermediate agency is saying, okay, if you have some extra listens or views of this show on YouTube, you can throw those into the count but it's almost like you're being thrown a bone a little bit. But if you're yeah, right. primarily, a, would, and you would think it shouldn't be that way, that if it's you doing the read on YouTube, it shouldn't matter. But um, I don't know if that's about uh, a prejudice against who's watching YouTube or something about the is. form. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, look, again, nobody really knows, but I would say... I would say in large part, you can look at YouTube comments to get a decent sample of who the audience is. Now, obviously, the whole YouTube audience is not the people leaving comments. That's a very, let's say, special type of person that leaves a comment, <sighs> yes. and the majority of them are are like kind of horrible. Um, it's, hopefully uh, it, not horrible people, but horrible comments, of, it's of not, course. It's not, it's not an Algonquin roundtable going on down there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... With podcasting, it's harder to leave a comment, so my sample size is totally different. But I will say, like, out of a thousand emails every month, one of them is like, "I t I take issue with this one thing that you said, but I otherwise love the show." And then everything else is a hundred percent positive. Whereas YouTube, it's almost like you're fat and ugly, and I hope you die in a fire. And then there's one comment out of the three hundred that's like, "I liked this. Thanks for posting it." You know, it's just really yeah. horrible, right. sort of sort of thing. Um, I think that it must be, I don't think it's necessarily because of those people. I think I hypothesize YouTube is a younger audience and also an older audience. And what I mean by that is I think there's a higher concentration of, let's say, 25 to 45 professionals that are employed listening to podcasts. And there is everyone is watching YouTube. But there's that means there's also like 65 year olds that are bored at home and don't know how to like use your promo code to go and buy that cereal. And there's also a bunch of 14 year olds that would love to go buy that cereal, but they don't have a credit card and they don't have any money and they don't have any income. And that makes up a huge number of plays. And there's also a bunch of people from Argentina that can't buy your cereal because they don't ship there. Whereas podcasts, it's like 25 to 55 age most of them are employed. They're all in the U.S. and Canada, so the sponsors are willing to. It's just so much more targeted for yeah. those people. And and they're and it's it's more of an old fashioned advertiser relationship where they care about audiences. Again, sample of one, but my ad agency really has no problem selling out my ad slots. And I think in part they're like, okay, Cal, this is probably a bunch of thirty two year olds, you know, in the tech sector with disposable income without families yet. <laughs> like, yes, mm -hmm. we will we will pay all the dollars because they will they yes. will go by they'll go by whatever. But okay, what? so let's but let's do the economics. So you mentioned just a rough number, if we're just talking about the CPM per download, you said twenty five dollars. Is that's kind of market rate. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a, a a show that is 
quote unquote smarter, like a smarter audience might get a higher, will get a higher CPM depending on how it converts. So industry-wide CPM, it's probably like 25 bucks, whatever. Uh, huge shows have lower CPMs because it's harder for an advertiser to stomach the buy <laughs> at, at, you know, they don't want to pay $10,000 for an ad or $13,000 for an ad on, on Mark Marin because it's just too much to test. They yep. might want to spend like nine so they get a deal and the CPM is lower. But also a show in the science or education category like yours, that's going to be maybe even like a $35 or $40 CPM. Whereas a show that's about two dudes drinking beers in their garage and talking about sports from one specific town, that might be more like a $15 CPM just because yeah. of who the audience is and how it converts for the product that's being sold. So let's do, let's do some math here. Well, let's start mm -hmm. with Kevin, Cal Kevin Kelly's 10,000 true fans as being what you need uh, to be a middle-class artist. So if we do that math, let's say you're doing a one-hour show a week, you're fitting four ads into it, so you're getting... A uh, hundred dollars CPM total per show, and if you had ten thousand true fans that downloaded your show, that's a thousand dollars a week, about four thousand dollars a month. So, does this seem reasonable so far as a starting point? That and yeah. that's a fair sized crowd, right? But if you have like ten thousand true fans, we're we're the category of legitimate side hustle, but not a job. Right. Yeah. Unless you live in a really cheap area, like you've managed to do that digital nomad thing and you're like living in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, you know, $4,000 a month. Not bad, right? You're probably not even buying a house. You're renting someplace. You're living, you're probably doing all right at that point. So then um, if you're sold out. Yeah. So, so, okay. Now, now when we think about good, like middle-class, upper middle-class creative career. So if $10,000, uh, we're talking about 10,000 fans, Let's jump up to now. Let's jump up to fifty thousand. So you, you, each episode is getting fifty thousand. Now, now you're you're getting past the top one percent. But but I think something that's completely reasonable for a creative that has an audience or has you know it's not it's not a crazy number. I think it's a crazy number. You can correct me if I'm wrong here. If you're just coming out of nowhere, but let's say you mm -hmm. you are actually a well-established, talented, creative individual that has a good what you're doing is a good match for podcasting. Uh, because I'm interested in that class. So it's the creative middle class. So it's talented mm -hmm. creatives, but not superstars. Um, so now if we're talking a uh, $100 CPM per episode, but we're getting 40,000 or let's say 50,000, 50,000 downloads a week. Okay. Now, if I'm, if I'm doing this math right and I am using a calculator, so that gets you to $20,000 a month. Right. Um, and I, I want to yeah. explain to people, because you said $100 CPM, they're like, I thought it was 25 There's four yeah, ads I was in doing the episode. four ads. Yeah, I'm thinking so one hour the CPMs together. Yeah, yeah, so it's just so people can follow the math. The other thing is, the other asterisk by this that always makes you and I, I'm sure, cry every month is, we're not taking that money home. Like, there's a sales team that has to take their bite. And a lot of those companies, networks, whoever's doing the sales, they're taking between 15 and 30%. So let's let's so, do that. So I'm going to bring this yeah. down and take off thirty. Let's take off thirty uh, percent here because mm -hmm. look, you're you're focusing on the art. You don't want to be doing the ads. All right, fourteen thousand fourteen thousand dollars a month. Uh, this is a this is a good living uh, for an artist. Like you're you're a comedian or something money like right this. There. Could I make fourteen thousand dollars a month podcasting? I think maybe it's possible. It would take a lot of effort and it would be a full time job, but possible should i do it 